Welcome to Gain That Tune. What's going on, everybody? It's Game That Tune, and we are back in the house once again here on a wonderful boxing day. It's your boy John Harrington here celebrating Kwanzaa. It's John Regan. Hey! Yeah, yeah. You're supposed to say the Kwanzaa greeting, dumbass. I'm not comfortable with this joke at all. You do okay, not Okay, moving me. on to David Fleming, the more likely candidate to be celebrating Kwanzaa. Say hey! What's that supposed to mean? Nothing at all. Nothing <laughs> hey. at all. <laughs> and we've got first-time guest, long-time listener, long-time Patreon superfan. We've got Del, uh, Delicious underscore Hikari on Twitter, joining us for the first time. Say hey, Del. Hey. All right, man. So uh, this is applause for Del. Yes. You know, it's uh, taken us a long time to get. What is it? How many guests have we fifth? ever had? Like four. A fifth guest. Yeah, you know, on episode I mean, it depends if we want to count episode eighty nine, the or wedding, because we had like yeah. everybody on episode eighty nine. Yeah, the episode, yeah, no, that uh, you know, there's a reason it took us a year to publish. Uh, those guests <laughs> did not count. So, uh, <laughs> um, if you're just joining us here on Game That Tune, we're going to listen to some video game music. We've each got three songs from a game. We're going to try and guess the games based on the songs with a little bit of trivia. We're going to goof off, have a lot of fun. The winner at the end of the night plays a bonus tune and picks a theme for the next episode. And unfortunately, Jesse Moore, the winner of last week's show, is not here to explain this week's theme. He is sadly out sick, and our best wishes are with him. Um, but the theme does, that he does selected... Does it really need explaining? The, what do you mean? I'm just saying, you know, there's a way we do the show, David, and you know, the winner gets to say what we, the theme is. We, we always explain the theme. When it's a fucking free play, we explain the theme. Yeah, like, there's, a, there's a lot yeah, no, of explanation. It's just like, you know, you know, he's not here to explain the theme of fighting games like right i'm sorry what he probably what put a pro- lot of thought into the theme david it's the first day of kwanzaa i'm sure that's why he chose fighting games nothing to do with boxing day like he said on last week's show um so yeah so david interrupted everything and it's uh, fucking fighting games really going against uh, the whole fucking first day of kwanzaa thing man it's supposed to be about umoja it's about fucking unity you motherfucker and we were not united in our introduction to the show but the theme is fighting games um and yeah it's a it's a well that we tend to dip into uh pretty frequently on this show it's just one of those easily you know like spat out themes when you maybe don't think of a theme in advance of winning the show so uh i think it's gonna be a great game great show and uh johnny i think we just gotta jump right into it man game one Quickly, reaching my city. Wanted, wanted, wanted. Gonna show some. 
lobby for this game features chibi avatars of all of the characters, which makes sense considering three 
of the four series represented in this game have had chibi spin-offs.
my fire Pyromaniac my desire Thought that you could see the truth Till I just burned down the booth Human torch can't mess with me Johnny Blaze, suspect B Scorch him quick, lightning fast Melting britches down to ash Gasoline, kerosene Strike a match, ignite the scene Things will never be the same Feel the fury of my flame Beg for mercy, it won't help Embrace the ending you were dealt Seems you chumps will never learn Now sit back and watch me burn really something <clears throat> Whew. that was pretty great so, that got me pumped it's so got deep. me something anyhow <laughs> who's got some guesses slash answers slash so john regan says blaze blue with no go and check with, with no judges. ease <laughs> john harrington and dell both say blaze blue cross tag battle Judges, that is two correct answers. Oh, oh sorry, Dell. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try harder next time. Don't worry. <laughs> Impressive. Um, denying the hat trick right off the bat, David. That's an uh, interesting strategy. We'll see how. You know, I it's, it wasn't my call. I had to check with our uh, elite team of judges yes. who. Watch our every move on this yes, show. Yes, yes, them. I have no way to elaborate on this. <laughs> this is... I'm so thrown by that last song. There was so much going on. Like, <laughs> that felt like progressive VGM. Like, it just hit all the, like, all the genres of, like, fighting game. I don't want to say butt rock, because there was more than just butt rock. They, got, they kind of started breaking it down after a while. That was, that was really something, David. That was, like, that song was a crossover. <laughs> You know what that well, song was to me? It was No Doubt's entire discography in one go. It was. That last part where it, like, uh, it broke off and like hosted the voice for a while, that was my favorite part of that song. Um, <laughs> was Gwen Stefani on the voice? She was. Yeah. Chase okay. David, trying to keep seasons. up with five years ago's pop culture. <laughs> <laughs> she married the sexiest yeah, man alive, Blake Shell. Uh, you know, David. there are a lot of things that I keep track of, but Gwen Stefani's career is sadly not one of them. Blake Shelton, though. Oh, obviously. <laughs> so sexy. Um, uh, anyhow. Yeah, so is Blake Shelton in this game? It's Blake Blake Blue? You know, I'm, I'm going to have to check with the judges. Uh, they'll review the cast list. This game has an interesting roster. Uh, this game pissed off a lot of people because... They had the initial roster, and then they decided, they announced, like, oh yeah, by the way, we're going to have DLC and expand the roster by, like, double. 
was like, wait, what? The game's not complete. You're charging us for characters that should have been in there, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Um, but this game's actually really pretty fun. Um, if I may, briefly, on this, the, you know, a uh, little thing called Fire Beware when it comes to fighting game rosters. I mean, seriously. Like, oh my god, I can't believe they expanded the roster significantly with DLC post-release. Really? So this cross Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle was someone's first fighting game, wasn't it? <laughs> well, and that's the thing, like, it's like, oh yeah, we've got this task, but we're gonna add more DLC characters, and it was it was not a full-priced game when it was released. Like, it was, they lowered the price, so it's, like, it, Oh yeah, if you didn't see that coming, then you're in big trouble. <laughs> like, that's, yeah, yeah, come on. Um, so, this is a, an Arc Systems game uh, that features a crossover between the Blaze Blue series, the Persona 4 Arena cast, Under Night in Birth, which is apparently um, a fighting game as well as like a visual novel, and then the main reason that I give a shit, uh, Ruby, which is the um, animated web series. Uh, I'm getting a lot of blank stares from people. Yeah, uh, I know the one you mean. Ruby spelled totally normally. Yep. That one. Well, because it, it refers to the team that's composed of Ruby, Weiss, Blake, and Yang, and W-R-B-Y. But why... Why isn't it you? Why you know, Why isn't one of the characters like Umberto? Because her name is Weiss. Umberta. She's the heiress to the Shmi Empire. Could have made it start with you. It's... Or is it historical? Is it, like, a real thing? A real person? Well, no, but she's based on Snow White, and Weishnee is the German form of Snow mm. White, so that's where she gets the Okay, name. well, I mean, yeah, it sounds like the whole series is fucked in its conception because they didn't spell Ruby correctly. That sounds like uh, what, what happened here. But if you like it, 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 it doesn't matter. They can spell it however they like, so... Well, they didn't. They didn't spell Blaze correctly either. Yeah, okay, so true. it's I mean, not serious heavy on point. spelling correct uh, correctly. I get it, man. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, it should be Blaze Blue spelled B L A Z B L U with an umlaut. Hmm. Is that? I mean, if we're really gonna get into like spelling semantics, yeah. Which I don't want to do because instead I want to talk about this game. Please. Um. So, question: Does it have Chie in it? Yes, it does. Then I know She's who actually I, one of my favorite characters. I know who my main is, then. Yeah. Um, well, do you? Because it is a tag team nope. game, so you get to choose two characters. Uh -huh. Chie and Garbage. I don't even care. <laughs> just Chie. Just I will do it with one. <laughs> That's actually um, because there are character interactions in this game, and it's not just like all the Blaze Blue characters have interactions, and then you know all the... Um, Persona characters, like, you do get those cross-interactions, and I do like the fact that Yang, one of the Ruby characters, is known for punching, and Chie is known for kicking, so, like, they have a little bit between them, it's like, oh, so we're pairing your punches with my kicks. I think we're gonna win then. Like, ah, oh, that, that's a fun little reference. Yep, that's actually what I thought, or I th for the first song, I thought it was actually the Persona fighting game, so I went through and tried to find my teddy punching bag that came with the game. Oh, shit. <laughs> But Got a it wasn't for the right game, so... <laughs> no, that's the thing, I, See, I immediately uh... recognized the first song as, like, Persona-esque music. I'm like, yep. I don't think David's touched a Persona anything in his life, so this, uh, <laughs> we'll just wait and see what happens. Well, well that was my little secret to throw you, because the, the first song was Persona, the second was Blaze Blue, and then the third was Ruby. Ah. And so, so no love for um, squints very hard. Under Night and Birth? 
David? I mean, it's cool, and I would like to, like, learn more about it, but I I bought this game for Ruby because I wanted a Ruby fighting game, and this is as close as I'm going to get because Ruby is actually really fucking good. Like, do y'all remember a while ago there was that uh, 3D animated thing of, like, Master Chief versus Samus? No. Nope. Uh, you have to tell me what they did, because I've seen a lot of fan they, animations of Not Master the Chief ones on Pornhub, John. <laughs> oh. Uh, they fought and beat the hell out of each other? He was thinking of those other ones. <laughs> okay. Anyhow, the guy who made that decided to, like, make his own web series, uh, which is a 3D animated series called Ruby that's basically about, like, an academy that teaches people how to fight and stop giant monsters, um, and then he sadly and tragically passed away, rest in peace. Uh, but the show kind of combines, like... the creator like, or the character? Heist. Oh, the shit, okay. It's like... Um, it it kind of combines like high school melodrama with people fighting giant monsters with absurd weapons. And it's an anime, so you say. It's a what? Yeah. <laughs> so it's it, it's kind of like you know what does David Fleming want in the series? Let's what's that. anime? It's this. Um, <laughs> basically, yeah. Um, and they translated all the characters really well, and it's cool because every character in Ruby has a semblance, which is like their own personal superpower. So, like, Ruby Rose has speed, so she has a command dash mm. in the game. Um, Blake Belladonna can create, like, temporary clones of herself, so you know that, like, Mortal Kombat Sub-Zero makes an ice clone move. She has that kind mm. of thing. And then my favorite character, Yang, uh, the more damage she takes, the stronger she gets, kind of, like, builds up her rage. So the way they added that into this game is once she gets into, like, the red bar of her health, she goes into this powered super state where she gets a little bit stronger. Her certain moves that wouldn't combo before now combo, and she just becomes better. It's like a glass cannon type thing. And as soon as she gets into that, like, red health state, she goes into this, like... Dragon Ball Z pose and there's this burst of flames and her hair starts glowing and it starts playing her theme music from the show and it's the most over-the-top anime shit and I love it. It's great. I'm into it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a fun game. It's weird because like it's very beginner-friendly. There's like no mechanic in this game that's super hard to understand. It's all pretty simple, but there are so many mechanics kind of like layered on top of each other that it starts to get a little complex, and it's it's very fast-paced. Like, one or two good combos will kill a character. Yeah. Like, matches usually last about two to three minutes. It's really cool. fast. Well, yeah. Um... But it's enjoyable. It's a really fun side right. game. Right, I mean... But it seems like the definition of, like, your mileage may vary. Like, uh, it's, like, fun, yeah. enjoyable, solid game, complex fighting games and all that stuff. But, like, I think uh, appreciating at least one of these franchises would greatly uh, increase people's desire to play the game. And, I mean, so... Well, you've enjoyed Persona, I enjoyed correct? Persona 5, and I honestly have no idea how much it connects to Persona 4. <laughs> so, I don't know. <laughs> Not a lot. Maybe? Um... Del, can you shine any light on that? Uh, is there any connection? <laughs> that would involve me actually getting anywhere in Persona 5. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad to know that I'm in the same boat with somebody else. Because, yeah, I, I still haven't completed the first dungeon. But I enjoyed everything happening. Uh, you know, if it had that cat character, now we're in business. But I'm not sure. Um, 
for the life of me. I can't even remember her name. Um, Mar- was it Big? Yes, that's Morgana the or Morgan. God that's damn the it, one. Josh. You know that cute little cat <laughs> character who you find in in the uh, weird like shadow realm. That something about frogs. Big yeah, the cat. Just cat. replace all replace all instances of time to go to bed with just froggy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, See, now again, I'm upset that Sega hasn't created their Smash Brothers clone, so we can't get big, and they're like, whatever Final Smash equivalent, where he just summons a giant froggy to jump around Yes, Morgana, that's the name of the cat from Persona, I got it. Ha, remembered it. Um, but yeah, I think Big the Cat would be an excellent, you know, I'm just thinking like him replacing King DDD, or uh, King K. Rule, any of the fat kings. Was Big a king, John? Yeah, he, no, he fishing, was, yes. He was, he was king of our hearts. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> yeah, definitely seems legit. Um, but yeah, so this is out on like Switch and other stuff, right? Uh, it's on like everything. Uh, Switch, PS4, and I think PC. I don't think it's on um, any Xbox consoles because no one. Uh, <laughs> hey, who knows? It? Yeah. yeah, they got killer instincts, so they're uh, they're good. That's all they get slash need. Um, well, cool, David. Um, but. No, if you like crossover games, if you like fast-paced fighting games, um, if you like any of the series represented, it's a it's a fun Let's game. Get David's seal of approval. Oh, that. Yeah, I was gonna say we definitely need to define an accompanying sound for seals of approval, but uh, that for podcast listeners, <laughs> David gave a large thumbs and it up and shouted at us. Yep. Uh, so yeah, fantastic. <laughs> Johnny, let's keep it going, man. Game two.
Alright, so this game's arcade cabinet came in two configurations. There's the standard one, and then there was the deluxe edition with an eight-way joystick and two pressure-sensitive pads, one for kick, one for punch. you guys feeling about this one i was feeling okay until the trivia and now i feel i'm good. not sure if i have this one but see how good this feels like such a johnny move <laughs> you know now that you mention it it really does perhaps a johnny special move let's see some answers here Oh, my camera's backwards. Oh, we've got it. We've got David with Street Fighter. We've got John with Street Fighter. We've got Dell with I think the Neo no Turbo the PC Engine port Turbo Graphics port of Street Fighter, known as Fighting Street. This is a hat trick. This is the original fucking Street Jeez. Fighter. Number number one, before we get into discussion, number one, this is such a Johnny thing. Number two, Dell, you having a copy of this game is such a Dell thing. Yeah, a little bit. That is, uh, <laughs> you know, what don't you have there? That, yeah. <laughs> You've been able to produce yeah, Atari something. Jaguar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, no Atari Jaguar. But fuck. You know, a copy of Fighting Yet. Street. Yeah. You know, do you have an original deluxe arcade cabinet of Street Fighter 1? Because that would be really impressive. I wish. My wife would kill me if I got an arcade cabinet down here. <laughs> It'd be great if you got your for your one arcade cabinet to really piss your wife off. You got Street Fighter 1. That Just start be... punching the pads. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> These fuckers don't even work! <laughs> um, do, you, do you have a, a Turbo Graphics to play it on, though? I've got... Numerous turbo graphics <laughs> set. He's like everything we <laughs> joke about Johnny being. You know, he's like six Sega Saturns. <laughs> so that would probably be a joke. I see how it goes. <laughs> no, I love it, man. You heard it here first. Turbo graphics. Dell is more Johnny. No, than no, no, because you know, I, I, I'm not here to shame a collector. I, you know, I'm into that. If I had the space, I would be more of a collector of things. I don't know if I would collect anything relating to the original Street Fighter, but hey, I mean, you know, got to do what you got to do. Can we just hey, you know. Um, fuck you, Johnny. Why did you pick this? 
because we've never had the original Street Fighter For on the show. Good reason. And it's, it, yeah, it's a wonder. How did this become a series after this game? It's, it's fucking terrible. Well, <laughs> what's, what's amazing is how this became two series. Because originally, the, se the sequel to Street Fighter was Final Fight. And then somebody, one of the, um, I think the Cap one of the Capcom localizers was like, no, there's no way you can call this Street Fighter 2. You gotta do something else. And that's how it became yeah. Final Fight. Like, yeah. This became two I'm into, series. I'm into both series. But no, you know, the I reason mean, it became also a series is... 2010. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, the Street Fighter Final Fight crossover oh, in the future. <laughs> the distant future of 2010. Um, yeah, it became a series because they made it fucking better the second time around. It's like, you know, the same reason. It made it's it like so the same much reason better. Assassin's Creed is a series. Like, the first one was like a dry run, no lube. And then the second time, it's like, okay, hold on. Let's really think about this for a sec. We can make this better. We can make this a lot fucking better. And they did. You know, it's like, hey, you know what's cool? Yeah. More than two characters that are exactly the same. Like, <laughs> there you go. Hey, you know what's yeah, cool? You know what's cool? Special you choose that a character. Cho you know, choosing a character, <laughs> buttons that work. Uh, you know, Zangief. Um... All, all very Shabbly. cool things. <laughs> um, but yeah, fuck, man. The original Street Fighter. How can we even talk about this? No, you know. The I, I do love that. Like as Street Fighter continued on and produced their sequels, every it seems like every three or four games are like, hey, maybe we should add somebody from one. Like let's let's bring Jen back. Let's bring um. Birdie. Oh god, is it Eagle? Birdie's Birdie. Birdie back. Like, let's, like, every once in a while, it's just like, we've, we've got all these characters. Hey, who's in Street Fighter yeah, What about that one? other kickboxer that's... Well, let's, let's do yeah, that, yeah. That's cool. What about that other kickboxer, the really crazy one, Adon? Yeah, bring him back. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, what do you mean back? Was Adon in yeah. Street Fighter one? Yeah. <laughs> yes, he was. Oh, yeah, no, Yeah, that's okay. the thing. Every time they brought one and of these characters into the game, it's like, oh, cool, cool new character. And it's like, no, they're from Street Fighter 1. I'm like, no, that's... Street Fighter 2 is Street Fighter 1. You, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Sagat's just always had that star on his chest. That's just who he is. Like, ugh. Anything that happened pre-Street pre Fighter 2, even Street Fighter Alpha, nah, didn't happen. Like, no. <laughs> is it, isn't this the only game where he's called M. Bison and not Balrog? He's, uh, he's, he's he? called... Yeah, Wait, whoa, whoa. Huh, so... The boxer. Okay, the who bo is the box? Who is the boxer in Street Fighter? Mike. Uh, okay, game. so yeah, this He's is a before straight up he Mike. got changed to Balrog, and he was still oh, Mike I love Bison. It. Yeah. Oh, likeness rights. <laughs> and he also had Lee, an expert in Chinese boxing. What the hell is Chinese boxing? So I don't know. Surely, yes. <laughs> it's just okay. Bruce Lee, and Chinese boxing is just uh, you know whatever Bruce Lee's uh, like you know, Wing Chun karate or whatever it is that Bruce Lee did. Duh. Um. <laughs> whatever it is that Bruce Lee did, I believe that's beat the shit out of yeah, dude. Everyone. Seriously, yeah, beat the shit off Chuck Norris, dude. If Chinese boxing was all a bunch of, did, if yes, Chinese boxing was a thing and it was all a bunch of like really well done like Bruce Lee style fights. I would love that. Like, le legit people beating the shit out of each other. Bruce Lee style. Yeah. I would love to see a boxing match that's just Bruce Lee versus Bruce yeah, Lee. Yeah, oh, mirror matches are great. But see, it would have to be Bruce Lee and then his American counterpart who has the exact same moves, uh, Ken Lee. Um, 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, it'd be interesting until they just keep throwing fireballs into each other, and then I don't know the time ends, and I don't know. It just kind of ruins the game. But you go to the but bonus I mean, we're stage. Street Fighter One, so they can't just keep throwing fireballs at each other because fireballs, like all special moves, are an absolute. Yeah. So what's the story off. there, David? Since you seem to know something about it, fill the people in on why it's a pain in the ass to do anything in Street Fighter One. <laughs> So glad that you asked. Because um, it's it's a funny story for Christmas, uh, which is relevant, uh, since this is our Boxing Day episode. A couple years back, my wife actually bought me a book on the history of the Street Fighter series, because she knows me very well. Um, but originally, if I recall correctly, the arcade cabinets, they couldn't quite fit. They wanted to have, like, pressurized moves to make it as accurate as possible. So... They actually included the buttons connected to, like, air hoses, so you could tell, like, exactly how hard you were pushing the button, but they were very fragile and didn't work exactly well because they're just air hoses. So yeah, pulling off special moves was incredibly awesome. difficult to do, so they tried to compensate it. So, like, if you land a Hadouken, it takes about two-thirds of the Ooh. health bar off. Like... They're absurdly I, powerful because they're an impossible I mean, that makes sense. They eventually had to, like, scale everything back as special moves became a thing. But really, if a man throws fire out of his hands and it hits him, like, realistically, he's winning that street fight. Like, yeah, exactly. going to the hospital. <laughs> like, <laughs> round round two in. takes place at the hospital waiting room. It's <laughs> just ridiculous. <laughs> well, that's what I mean, like, you know... The, the Shoryuken becomes like a standard, oh, it's your NDA, you just do it whenever, but that move permanently yeah. scarred a man. <laughs> oh, God, poor Sagat. He, he was made to look so cool. Did he have, <laughs> did Sagat have two eyes to start the uh, Street Fighter? Is that a thing? Because, man. Ooh, I, I don't think, know. I think so, yeah. Okay, patch. I was going to say, if he got a giant chest scar and one scar. of his eyes burst by Ryu, <laughs> then like, okay, I get it. He's an angry man. He's appropriate. Like, yeah. he didn't know Ryu yeah. could do that. <laughs> um, but yeah, and see, I love even that. It's like, that's the deluxe version of the arcade cabinet. It's got pressure-sensitive buttons for blah, blah, blah. And even their fuck-up there, like, ended up influencing the series to be better because they released a six-button version with light, medium, heavy, punch, and kick. Like, the way Street Fighter's meant to yeah. be played. <laughs> It came up with a standardized six-button layout for, like, all yeah, fighting games from exactly. now on, basically. Um, so, yeah, they, they tried something. It was bad. And then they took all the things that were bad about it and uh, accidentally made them work for the next game. And then also Final Fight. So, you know. Although that's, that's one of the things that I always think is interesting, like... And I realize how absurd it is to say this. In Street Fighter 4, like... It's, it's Ryu and Akuma, like, paired off against each other, like, the eternal struggle and all that. But if you look at the cast, like, Ryu permanently scarred a man. Yeah. Like, don't you think he should be fighting Sagat all is. the time? Yeah, Ryu fights everybody all the time. It's just what Ryu does. It's why he's not a captivating character. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yes. Yeah. You know, what's your problem? I've fought everybody, he's, and they're all kind of pissed. <laughs> like, except Sakura. Sakura <laughs> really likes me. <laughs> everybody else, though. He's he's brilliant in his simplicity. Yes. I, I like Ryu. I like Ryu. A brilliant lot. simplicity. I really, <laughs> I really don't know Street Fighter lore past Street Fighter Two. Uh, <laughs> oh, dude, dude! Street Fighter lore is 
fucking oh, here's ridiculous. The thing. So Ryu, he kept fighting. And, uh, you know, he fought a lot of people. Okay. And as such, as some people to Cody, don't like him. He's not okay. in jail. That's, you know, yeah, that's ah. the long and short of it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was once fast. You, once you start getting into like the secret agents and the mutant aliens and like the the guy what? who is an old hermit who fights with one arm tied behind his back because otherwise he's too strong and will kill yeah. everyone. <laughs> like Street Fighter is, that... is fucking crazy. Is that Jen? Oro? No, that Again? is um Oro in Street uh, Fighter 3. Yeah. Look it up. It's then a thing. what was it eleven for the shape shifting and stuff? Oh, I forgot his name. I think so. Yeah. Street Fighter 3 oh, had oh, probably one it's... of the weirder casts. Yeah, that's the one I didn't play. <laughs> yeah, because then you had Q, who was like the metal mask guy in the trench coat who just absurdly yeah. strong. I definitely got... I remember getting Street Fighter 3 for my Dreamcast and popping it, popping it in and, you know, I immediately just wondered, like, am I playing, like, the Watchmen <laughs> game? Like, what is this? This is weird. This doesn't feel quite right. <laughs> who fights the Street Fighters? Yeah. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We've established this. See, that's who just everyone. Who's streets and street fighters? <laughs> but it's like all this like lore and shit piled on top of each other, and like you know spies and fucking family killings and all this shit. And Ryu just doesn't have that. He's like, I'm telling you, I'm the strongest, and I'm gonna keep fighting. And it's like, man, come on, beat it. Like, yeah, we all hate each other for various reasons, and you're just kind of, like, walking in and punching a waterfall, and then it's like, yeah, let's do it. I'm a fighter. It's like, nah, man. That's badass. Well, that's the thing, though. Like, he's not the strongest, and he knows he's not the strongest, so he just has to fight as many people as possible. So it's like, that's why... Chun Li, someone killed my father. I've got to get into this. Like, everybody has their reason. They have Ryu. Like, hmm. I'd like to fight you. Let's fight. That's what you need in a martial arts tournament. You need that one guy who's just kind of... <laughs> I mean, you need a few there. of those guys, but I'm saying making him your pro like your protagonist in a lot of these things is a mistake. Like, there's characters yeah, with interesting stories to be your protagonists. What's that? Said it worked but for Dragon a, Ball Z. That's true. I mean, you know, they surrounded Goku with better characters. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. Goku is boring. I, well, John I one definitely didn't say that. I don't stick the Goku fan base on me, David. What the <laughs> hell? Uh, two, we retired. You heard it here first. <laughs> and three. <laughs> um, I don't know if I have a third point, but yeah, Goku sucks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. Goku sucks. John Harrington. Yeah, there it is. Fox yeah. Dragon Ball Fighter Z 2. Yeah, look forward to Goku me elaborating sucks. on that when we do our game of the year recording, and I declare Dragon Ball Fighter Z my game of the year. <laughs> and still, Goku sucks. Uh, all, all seven versions of them. <laughs> yep. Every single Goku sucks. <laughs> um, I can't wait for our next hundred episode free play jingle, so I can just pull that quote of our game of the year discussion when I named Dragon Ball Z my game of the year, and yeah. Goku Fun fact. sucks. Goku sucks. Um, but yeah. So anyway, John, anything else on Street Fighter? The no, I was excited about our episode title. <laughs> That's really gonna hit. The <laughs> that idea. has to be the episode title. Oh man, it's game three.
So uh, this is our fan request for the evening. This one came to us from Patreon superfan and current Game That Tune co-host Dell. Uh, thanks, Dell, for this request. Um, did you happen to bring your own trivia, or uh, you know, can you just rattle some off? Because I've got the ones I, I got the trivia I looked <laughs> up. Uh, if I remember correctly, this is one of the few games that use that system's iLink capabilities mm. that allows you to play with, between two systems and have a total of eight players. Nice.
So, how are you guys feeling? I'm sure you know exactly what game this is. I feel like Dell's feeling very confident. Well, I am. But <laughs> I'm not feeling very confident in my uh, trivia now because I'm looking at the case and it mentions nothing about that. Oh crap! So we'll have to go with my backup trivia. This game was go. the first released by its publisher for the PlayStation 2, and is considered by some to be one of the worst games released by this publisher. And since we're Ooh. now through the third song, that publisher is SquareSoft. <laughs> Oh. oh, let me change my answer. Johnny, you Googled. Uh, David, you Googled too. And Dell has a I copy. I did not. Dell has a copy of the game. It's the bouncer. Um. Sure. I just want to set the record clear once and for all. I did not Google. Oh, good. I looked up the request channel in our Discord. Oh, right. The <laughs> other method of getting games that Dell requests. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I will also have it be noted, for yeah. the record, I have never once looked up the metadata for any game that we've ever used. Yeah, John. Uh, you know. that, that, that is exactly what I did. Yeah. Okay, so no Googling. <laughs> this game was gotten correct by checking the metadata, checking the request channel, and by Dell requesting it and owning it. Uh, a true <laughs> Game Med Tune hat trick if there ever was one. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, oh, I'm sorry, what do you know about the bouncer, John? Fill us in. Yeah, I, I was Can researching we? this as though Dell wasn't going to be here and I was going to have to actually talk about this game. But so Can we talk about iLink for a minute and how cool that is? I didn't know that was a feature. Oh, iLink. It's also... just, just for a second, can we talk about Squaresoft and what a company they are? Uh, yeah. You know, and what a game the bouncer is. The definite, in no way departure from the classic tried and true Squaresoft formula. Uh... No, it's. Uh, I'm sorry, I completely trampled over Johnny's point for a bit. Uh, John, let's discuss iLink. Yeah, tell us about well, iLink. It's such a missed opportunity because if, if for people that aren't in the know, iLink is also known as FireWire, which let you do all kinds of crazy shit in terms of high-speed data transfers. So like, you we could have had like a PS2 that you can hook up a mini DV camcorder to, and like do all kinds of crazy shit with it. But unfortunately, nobody took advantage of it. But like, the whole thing about FireWire is that you can your data speeds do not depend on how fast the actual processor is, so it lets you do st like it lets you, whereas like USB it is limited by your processor, and that's how like FireWire was so big in things like video editing because you need to keep a constant stream of data for video you know to be successful. Um, and yeah, I feel like the you know you can do everything on FireWire. You can do networking on FireWire. You can do video over FireWire. And I just really love FireWire, and I wish okay, it was so a bigger thing more so people cared about. Uh, a time for Johnny to talk about the fun possibilities of linking together two PS2s. This was more an opportunity for him to talk about an underutilized technology. David, you never should have stopped trampling <laughs> on his point. Good lord. <laughs> well, we do it so often, you know, every once in a while, I just feel like, you know, I feel bad. Johnny should get a chance yeah. to, like, talk about something he's passionate about. It's and then, the, yeah, know, then I remind you why. I think, oh, why? It's the end of the year. We're feeling you, yeah. festive. It's, you know, it's the first day of joyous Kwanzaa. Uh, you should be including Johnny in the discussion. And then he whips out his fire wire all over the show and, you know, just... <laughs> 
Yeah, oh, damn it, I wanted so bad for the episode title to be Goku Sucks, but now I want it to be Johnny whipping out Firewire. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so anyway, all of that aside, because we're, we're now not actually sure if this even uses that. Um, nope. The Bouncer <laughs> is uh, really something. It's kind of a fighting game, but it's more like a beat-em-up, but it's got like an arena mode where you can fight your friends, and you yep, play as various bouncers. How close am I on this, Del? It's, <laughs> it sounds like the title. Of, it sounds like the title of a movie starring Rob Schneider. See, I was more thinking like Clive Owen or like Ooh, or John Cole Van Damme. Ooh, Kurt Russell is a bouncer. Or yeah, we're missing Patrick Swayze. They could have just called Roadhouse the bouncer, and uh, <laughs> ooh, ooh. <laughs> it wouldn't be this game. This game has nothing to do with Roadhouse. <laughs> but I, I'd like it if it was a Roadhouse game. If they made a Roadhouse game, they really should. Um, I know they made a Roadhouse 2. Let's never speak of I, that again. I, well, I know that because my father-in-law is in it. <laughs> as an extra. Okay. Does he get killed Ooh. by the new Patrick Swayze? Or he's just an extra? No. Oh. Um, I thought... I'm just... I'm Getting back on topic, I'm just looking up the cast of the bouncer and the playable characters, and there's a character named Colt Kruger, and yep. suddenly I want to play this game. Yep. He's got a cactuar on his jacket. He I, see, I can't see that in the image that I've got. I just see a, a man with devil horns and a leather jacket. And so, <laughs> if he turns around, it's a cactuar? <laughs> yep. If I remember correctly, it's got like a like one of the no symbols across it with a cactuar. Ooh, yeah, gotta you say no to really cactus. hate them for some reason. Kids. Um, See, if, if you were gonna say, here's a character named Volk Kruger, and you, you gave me somebody with devil horns and a leather jacket with a no cactuar, that's not what I would have imagined. I would have imagined, like, a devil that shoots lightning. Yeah. Yeah, this Volk Kruger looks like a, a rejected vampire idea from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Okay, yeah, you're all just saying that to hide the fact that he's daddy to both of you. Um, <laughs> yeah. Somehow somebody looked in your dream journals and he's, it's like, what's what's Bo Kruger doing in a game from 18 years ago? Like, son of a bitch. I mean, I've now pulled up a full image of Volt Kruger and I gotta say, John, you're not wrong. <laughs> he is daddy. I can't get over this character named Echidna because all I can think about is Knuckles the Echidna. I was going to wait for you to discover that because, yes, there is a rather sexy woman with red hair named Echidna, which cannot possibly not be a fucking Knuckles reference. Like, how could it not be? <laughs> like, I, don't... I think because it's made by Square. Off. Well, that's why they didn't call her girl Knuckles. They called her Echidna. You gotta be subtle about that like, kind of thing. Yeah, they call her like Mrs. Like, Fist. It would have been like, wait a minute now. Yeah, hold on. <laughs> okay, Mrs. Knuckles. No. She's also not. <laughs> Mrs. For record, she's not an Echidna. <laughs> she's also not an actual Echidna. Her name is Echidna. You know, it's it's nonsense. That's the kind of stuff they specialize in. <laughs> Um, Once, like, there was an echidna in, like, Greek mythology that's kind of like a snake woman, and looking up echidna from the bouncer, like, I'm still not seeing it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so it's a game where you play as three different bouncers, and there's some kind of game, like, a uh, story with intrigue and all that, but, I don't know, less important, you know, that's all less important than the fact that you're playing as, like, two badass bouncers, and then clearly a prototype Sora. <laughs> of Sora from Kingdom Hearts. Like... <laughs> 
Do you have the character sheet pulled up, and do you see who I'm talking about? Because Cyan Barzad, what yep. the fuck is Sora doing in this game? <laughs> <laughs> like, if I went to a bar and I got in a fight, and Sora was the bouncer, I'd be like, "Yeah, okay, sure. I'm just gonna like keep fighting. This you know, it doesn't bother me." <laughs> like, well, it's because, like, to be fair, you're a solid two feet taller than Sora it, from Kingdom Hearts. Exactly. It's, so he has no business being a bouncer. Yeah. Another thing: the game's called the Bouncer. There are three playable bouncers in this game. Like, it should be called the Bouncers, or just Bouncers, or they shouldn't have made this game. You know, any of this those is things. this is the same problem that Brendan Fraser's band had in um, Airheads. Oh, they're the are Lone Rangers. <laughs> oh yes. yes. <laughs> oh, I'm really tracking my brain. I'm like, they. They, like, kidnap people in a radio station? <laughs> oh, wait, no, they're the Lone Rangers! It's a stupid thing. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah that, it's totally similar to that, Johnny. I'm sure that's what the story is. It's all about well, them like, hijacking a radio station. <laughs> it's, I kind of want to go back to the idea of, like, you not being impressed by Sora as a bouncer, because, yeah, he may not be able to physically take you, but he has the power of friendship. Yeah. So he can't take you out, but Donald, on the other hand, he will fuck you up. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, Goofy is a bouncer. Goofy shield will kick the fuck out yeah, of you. Yeah. I feel like I've been shield rammed out of a bar before. Like, that, you know, pretty sure that happened, like, a couple of rugby games what ago. The what the fuck bar in Tallahassee has Steve Rogers as a bouncer? Because I want to go there. Move so quickly from Steve Rogers to Goof, or from Goofy to Steve Rogers, like it's not more likely that there's a Goofy-esque bouncer somewhere in Tallahassee or anywhere in Florida. You know, come on, well, man. Well, you mentioned being like shield ran, and I suddenly thought of you know charging star. Your brain moves at a speed that I just can't even comprehend, David. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's the alcohol, right? Uh, just lubes things up. Um, but yeah, so no, the, you know, the two of these bouncers. The rather impressive bouncers, you know, like uh, Volt Kruger, Leather Daddy with Horns, Cool Life Or or whatever, you know, just covered in tribal tats. Even the eyebrows are tribal tats. And then you have Sora. <laughs> like, you know, two of those guys, I'd be like, okay, hold on, I, no, no, I don't want no trouble. And Sora would be like, nah, I think I, I think I can, I think I can just like zip up all your zippers and win this fight. Like this, uh, this feels like I'm gonna stay in the bar tonight. But uh, <laughs> I assume you know. So Dell, you, you know this—that's uh, one of the special like uh, you know KOs on on Sora's characters, uh, zipping up uh, all his dangly chains into his jacket, and he trips or something. <laughs> not so much. No, not at all. Um, so what's the story? Like, uh, you know, it's well, it's bouncy. weird in a square <laughs> soft sort of way. Oh, yeah. Um, so this is the first ever Squaresoft game for the PlayStation 2. Like, this was their, like, oh, yeah, we got it. We got the launch game for you. Here yep, it comes. Huge cinematic game. Yeah. Bouncers. But uh, <laughs> basically, the bar that they work for, like, a girl gets kidnapped, and then they basically just go chase after the people that kidnapped her. And then there are women who turn into panthers and robots and, you know, ninjas and shit. Okay, yeah. It gets messed up. It's starting to sound more like a square game. Yes. But exactly. the weird thing about it is, like, when you're going through the game, during each of the main combat points, they actually give you the choice between to pick between the three characters. 
and how you go through and pick for each section determines kind of how storyline unfolds later on. Okay. Because you actually, like, if you play as Ko the entire time, you end up getting his backstory about how he was, like, ex-military or some crap. I don't remember. It's been ages. He got kicked out of the military for tribal eyebrows. There you go. (laughs) But, uh... um, (laughs) Yeah, it's just weird, because if you want to, like, go through all of the storyline, you have to replay the game, like, five times, because some of the... Uh, events are only triggered by certain things. Oh, okay. So, like, you have to play as Co in three stages, play as Volt in one, and then, yeah, it just gets weird. So, I haven't completed enough of the game to, you know, know how to back up this reference at all, but so it's a lot like Nier, uh, <laughs> in that you gotta do multiple playthroughs, and I'm sure it's just as deep and crazy and revealing of a, of a story as, as Nier uh, and Nier Automata, correct? Uh- I'm gonna go with probably not on that one. <laughs> gonna gonna guess no, just because <laughs> it's probably more of a choose your own adventure. Like you play as this guy and someone dies, or you play as this guy and someone dies in a different way, and then you play. You try as to another climb guy. the rope. You fall. You die. Go back to page sixty-eight. Yes, exactly. Should have played as uh, should have played as Volt Kruger in that one. He, uh, he, uh, this game should have just been a choose your own adventure book. Yeah. <laughs> It would have been pretty great. Like, uh, <laughs> you, if you're looking at that on the shelf back in the day, choose your own adventure with Volt and Co. and uh, fake early Sora, and it's called the Bouncer. It's like, <laughs> yeah, no, I was gonna say, like, choose your own adventure is like, oh, you know, around the world in 80 days, choose your own adventure. Like, oh, deal with aliens, choose your own adventure, yeah. or be a bouncer at a bar, choose your own adventure. <laughs> right. Who are you throwing at tonight? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, like, you can make fun of it all you want, but if there is literally anything in the world where I could play as a character named Volt Kruger, I'm gonna <laughs> fucking take it. Like, I'm sold right away. Nah, yeah. Nobody's making fun of Volt Kruger, man. That guy can show up any second now and just dominate us. <laughs> yeah. Please I'm not do. sure that he's fake. He seems very based in reality. You know, large, blonde, you know, daddy with uh, devil horns and a thing for cactuars, like... That's, uh, that's, that's really something. That's taking all my boxes. <laughs> exactly. I'm surprised we don't see more, uh, like, cosplay from this. You know, besides the fact that nobody knows what it is, because it was, like, the first Square PS2 game, and apparently nobody liked it. Uh, you know. Besides me. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I guess that is tier. the question. So, is it, is it good, like, worth playing? Is it, a uh, you know... I, I enjoy it, but I also have bad taste in games and enjoy pretty much everything, so right. take that as you will. I mean, I same say question that, means you that was asked to me. Does it get the official Dell seal of approval? <laughs> yeah. It's one of, one of 5,000 games that gets the Dell seal of approval. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, uh, whoever's on the soundboard, we got a seal of approval. Yeah. Do we have sound for that? Where the fuck were you earlier in this episode, <laughs> oh, man? Johnny is just uh, closing out the year in true Johnny fashion. (laughs) See, that's actually a pretty good seal of approval, Sam, because Konami seems like the kind of people to assign seals of approval to things, uh, you know, all uh, all willy-nilly. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) We approve. Um, Anyway. the Konami sound paired up with the smashing sound should probably get added to the permanent soundboard. 
Uh, you know, like Jesse asked last time, we are just adding smashing to every single sound on the soundboard. So it'll just be the alternate soundboard where everything contains smashing in some way. Uh, that's coming Sweet. all that next year on Game That Tune, uh, <laughs> Season 4. But uh, anyway, uh, interesting pick, Dell, as always. Anything else on the bouncer? Bouncer? <laughs> Then, uh, Johnny, I think it's time to, uh, I think it's time to take us home. I think it's time for our final game of the year. Ooh. And I build that up like it's going to be something four. great. It's not. So, this game introduced six new characters to the series, 
four of them were uh, palette swaps or characters that highly resembled previous characters in the series. Uh, one of the new unique characters using uses a fighting style that is an outdated term for mixed martial arts, and the other is the only character in the series to date that utilizes which fighting style? So who knows what games I ripped our free play jingle off from? I do. That's good. Yeah. Very good. I have Let's a see. guess at the series, and I'm taking a guess at the game. You gotta know your game that tune history. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> uh, so Dell says, heck if I know King of Fighters 2000. Sadly incorrect. David says Tekken 3, which is the much more popular entry in the series that we haven't used yet, which is also incorrect. Johnny, oh. he's got it. It's Tekken 4. <laughs> wow. I've studied that free play jingle so hard. <laughs> you lie like a damn rug. Really done some reading <laughs> on that free play no jingle. You had no idea this was Tekken 4. Many things have been written about the free play jingle and how it calls from so many resources. Uh, hip hop songs from a couple of years ago, uh, Tekken 4. Uh, how it calls from so many resources, all of them Tekken. Yes. <laughs> Mostly a. Tekken sound uh, sound effects file that I found on that uh, that sound effects resource page. Um, man, so Tekken Four, everyone's favorite entry in the Tekken series, and uh, I'm so glad we're closing with this because I know you guys have so much to say about Tekken Four and the Tekken series in general. Really got to plan these shows out a little better. <laughs> <laughs> I was impressed to learn that um, I think Tekken 2 on the PS1 ran at 60 frames a second on the PlayStation 1. Like, that's that, amazing. That's pretty good. <laughs> I'm impressed that I was not the last person to go again. Yeah. Oh, you know, like I said, we need to plan these shows out. Johnny needs to recognize patterns. Um, but, Tekken, man. Who, who got introduced in Tekken 4? David, I'm so I glad know, you asked. Tekken 3 introduced Eddie, if I'm not mistaken. Tekken 3 did introduce Eddie, and then promptly replaced him with a sexier version of Eddie. <laughs> you know what's good? Eddie Gordo. You know what's good? Making Eddie Gordo a hot Brazilian chick. Christy Montiero uh, <laughs> replaced Eddie in this one. 
She is apparently a student of Eddie's who is a very good student because she does everything that Eddie does exactly. <laughs> and Isn't she in Street Fighter Cross Tekken? You know, that's a very good question, David. I believe so. Yeah, I think so. But I played that game so, so little that <laughs> I honestly can't remember. Um, but I definitely, it seems like kind of thing they would have tried because, you know, naturally it wouldn't have translated well to a 2D fighting style at all. Like all of the Eddie slash Christie moves are kind of centered around uh, confusing you and trying to move in three dimensions. Like, you know, she's dancing back and forth. She's putting those titties in your face. And then all of a sudden she does like a spin move that covers more than one, you know, like horizontal plane and you're tripped and you know, you're just getting fucking, you know, button match juggled in the game. It's terrible, truly terrible. Um, the other characters that were introduced, uh, there were two characters that were actually palette swaps of other characters that you had that literally didn't get their own slot. They just were uh, like different button input on character select. Got you Violet, who is uh, Lee Chow Lan, but dressed in uh, a purple shirt and cool sunglasses. Uh, there is Miharu something or other, who is uh, a palette swap of Ling Xiaoyu. There is the Combot. Uh, Combot is dope. It's a robot that is like Shang Tsung, uh, but more accurately in the Namco fighting Moku arena, it's, uh, it's the robot version of Moku Jin. Moku Jin being the <laughs> character that randomly mimics other characters, uh, so they replaced it with a robot instead of a woodblock. Um, and and uh, Moku Jin was in Street Fighter Cross Tekken because Pac-Man was piloting one. I was going to say, wasn't Pac-Man piloting that? Yes, but not, you know, that's, that's Mokujin, not Combat. So the two unique characters, the characters that I care the most about that were added in the game. You know, David, you got any guesses? You know, Mr. Tekken? You know, I was sitting there thinking, it's like, oh yeah, it's the character that uh, copies the other character's fighting styles. Like, isn't that Charade, who's based upon, like, various segments of the Soul Calibur sword? Oh, wait, no, no. Right. No. I'm sorry. Combat is essentially Charade and is essentially Mokujin. Uh Craig Marduk, the gigantic man who resembles Goldberg, uh, which is probably why I was drawn and attracted to him. Um, you know, he uh, he fights in a Valet Tudo style, which is an outdated term for mixed martial arts. Have you ever seen a Valet Tudo fight, Johnny? You're the you're the like real uh, like man uh, man to man combat guy around here. You ever watch a Valet Tudo fight? Oh, I have. I've seen tons of them. What is it? <laughs> it's that thing where, like, you got a curse that you have to break, and so there's a giant valley that you have to go and fight, like a whole valley between a pair of mountains. And so you go down there right, and, the and you just rip shit apart. <laughs> it's, yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. No, it's, uh, it's, it's actually fucking gross and terrible, and I'm glad it's not a thing anymore. It's like fucking literally no rules fighting. Like, it was popular in Brazil briefly in, like, the late 90s, which is how it made it into 2001's Tekken 4. But, like, picture MMA, but nobody is really refereeing it unless somebody has, like, been visibly knocked out. So, like, somebody gets thrown on the ground, like, the other guy will just start stomping on his head. That kind of shit. And it's like, oh, this is really bad. <laughs> like, people <laughs> shouldn't say, like, do this. <laughs> it's like mixed martial arts, no rules. Okay, so nut checks allowed. Yeah, like fucking, right? if you're like locked up with somebody on the wall of the cage and you headbutt them to knock them out, that's totally legal in Valley Tudo. Um, <laughs> it's fucked up. 
But, uh, yeah, so Craig Marduk uh, lives that to the extreme. He's, like, eight feet tall and has, you know, just, he's just brutal. And literally, it it makes sense that that's his fighting style because that's, like, you know, fucking built into his moveset. Like, I, and I love it in a video game. I don't so much like it in watching, like, a YouTube clip right now because, like, you know, when Marduk stomps on King, it's like, all right, that was kind of dope, man. That was that was really satisfying to do. When I see an actual man do that to another man, it's like, oh, Jesus, God, that guy's probably got a family or something. Like, this is bad. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, you know, Valley Tudo, cool for Marduk, not cool for, uh, for like, MMA. And then the, the guy that I think is uh, most popular, uh, he is the only character in the series to date that is a boxer. That should clue you in. Um. Oh God, you're gonna make fun of me so no, much if I get this Come wrong. On. Is it Paul? No, Paul is uh, well established in the Tekken series. It's Steve. Oh, okay. Steve Fox. I went with the the wrong generic white guy. Name. Exactly. You chose a good <laughs> Christian boy, David. You just chose the wrong one. It's all right. Um, but yeah, Steve's dope. He, uh, you know, it was tough to figure out how to fight with him back in the day because his kicks don't do anything except make you dodge. And uh, then he used a bunch of boxing stuff. And it's like, all right, yeah, that's, uh, that's totally different. And he's really fucking good. And uh, story relating to Steve being in Tekken 4, he has one of the, f- like, at the time and still, I consider it to be one of the coolest, like, outfits in a fighting game. He's, like, one of the gayest things I've ever said. Um... But, like, me and my brother, in playing Tekken 4, have since been searching for his shirt in, like, real life. It's like, I want that goddamn shirt. Like, he's wearing, like, a dope floral print that is impossible to find. It's like a good Hawaiian shirt, light blue with roses on it. And it just doesn't actually exist. And it's, you know, it's like, man, that's a good fucking shirt. Like, I keep buying Check on Etsy. I've looked. Someone on Etsy has made it. Trust me. I've looked. (laughs) You know, the game's been out for 17 years. I've looked. And it's just not there. And, you know, I don't have the physique to pull off like a Steve Fox cosplay. Also, Steve has blonde hair and is a pretty boy. And, I mean, fucking look at me. Uh, but, like, my brother really wanted to pull that off. He's like, you know, he is like the Steve Fox of our family. He's, you know, in very great shape with blonde hair. He wanted the floral shirt. And also the rest of the outfit, he's got, like, fucking, like, white, like, uh, like boots on, red slacks. And the suspenders... But he's not wearing the suspenders up. They're hanging down. And he looks really fucking cool. And I'm like, yep, my brother can pull that look off. But we can't find the shirt. So that's uh, that's my Tekken 4 Steve story that I'm admitting to the world now. Um, See, that's what I needed. You know, you gave trivia about new characters added in Tekken 4. If you just added, this game features a shirt I can't buy, I would have fucking had it. Right. (laughs) Um, But yeah, and the game, it's fine. They, uh... They didn't do a whole lot to really elaborate on the series. The main thing they added in this one was walls. Uh, you know it's cool in oh, fighting. Oh shit! You know it's cool in fighting games. Walls. Oh, I uh, love walls. Yeah, that super fun. popular Bloody Roar game had them, so might as yeah, well copy exactly. it. <laughs> so Tekken was like, you know, they're like about to publish. It's like, wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. We need to add walls in at least forty percent of these arenas. Throw some walls in the game. But sir, we don't have any mechanics related to walls. Do as I say. <laughs> like, so uh, yeah, you get walls. Uh, that's pretty much it. <laughs> like, it's. Uh, I, I love the fact that when Dell is a guest on her show and he decides to bring up like a joke, it still references an obscure ass game. Hey, we've used Bloody Roar on the show before. It's not 
so obscure that I didn't understand it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we have. Yeah, David, come on, man. Bust out that encyclopedic game, that tune knowledge. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's... I don't have time to look this up right now. I'm going to edit it myself, shaming you for not knowing the episode we chose Buddy Roar in. Um, Sadly enough, it was probably a request from me anyways. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, please. I only pretend to have encyclopedic game that to knowledge <laughs> in reality. No, you actually do, and it's honestly kind of scary. Yeah, I mean, you're the Encyclopedia Brown of game that tune. <laughs> yeah, whatever that means. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I get the encyclopedia part, but what about what's the brown? <laughs> it's like Sherlock Holmes for kids. Is what it's like the theme around is. Oh, oh okay. God, that's a that's a reference. Thank that, you. That is the thing not, that Johnny has said. Not the worst thing to be called. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, okay, yeah, we totally used Bully Roar in episode ninety-seven, our nineteen ninety-seven episode. Ha! I knew it. <laughs> Um, it wasn't chosen by Dell, it was chosen by Jesse, so it's, uh, you know, similar wheelhouses. But yeah, um, Tekken 4 is fine, it's cool, it's got okay music, it's got Steve Fox wearing a great outfit, it's got Marduk, uh, he looks like Goldberg and he's hyper-violent, it's got Eddie Gordo but he's been replaced with a girl with boobs. All around, 100% successful trip. Yeah, no, that's the thing. It's like, you know, it just, uh, I think the main problem is that it just kind of didn't, like, it added six characters, but like I said, like, four of them were palette swaps, so it didn't do a whole lot to advanced series. Tekken 5 is, like, way better, you know, and, uh, yeah, it was, I think they just probably were, like, under pressure to, like, crank this out, because, like, you know, fucking Tekken 3 made the PlayStation Classic, so clearly it was, like, an important game. And Sony was probably like, dude, we got this PlayStation 2 coming out. We got this great game called The Bouncer. Can we get Tekken on Tekken 4 on the shelf next to it? And they're like, okay, I don't, I don't know if I can do that. You know, we can get it out in like 2001, maybe. We can, you know, we can make it like an early 01 release. We aren't going to make Holiday, though. Like, yeah, okay, fuck it, fuck it. Is it going to have walls? Oh, shit. You know, got to put the walls in. So that, that pushed it away from the Holiday. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a fine game. It would be far surpassed by Soul Calibur 2 and fucking Soul Calibur 3 and Tekken 5 and pretty much every like 3D fighting game that came after it. So it was a fine game to play for a couple of years there. Um, I'm glad we got to use it on the show because again, I'm, you know, Tekken is my wheelhouse and uh, I'm only uh, I'm, I'm just tiptoeing around that Tekken 3. We haven't gotten there yet. It's like the, it's like the third highest selling PlayStation game of all time and somehow we're just not using it. I like doing that. Like, uh, is it defying expectations or just trolling people? I can't decide what it is. So that's why I'm kind of pissed at Johnny, because every time I think that there's a Mario... There, let me finish. Every time I think that there's a Mario game that we haven't used, that we should have used, I check and John's already used it. Oh, yeah. No, Johnny's like, been... Oh, we should use Super Mario World. Fuck! <laughs> yeah. no, Johnny's wheelhouse is like, you know, Google... You know, like a system and games, and just go with one of the top five results. <laughs> God damn it, that's exactly what I do every time. Uh, themes NES games. NES. <laughs> Best games. NES games. Yeah. Google <laughs> Best NES games. That's sure to make me a popular you know, contributor to the show. Yeah. It'll be the best. <laughs> I've hit the point now where I've hit page two on the Google results when I do that. Oh, shit. Yeah, we have been doing the show a long time. Um. Yeah, man. Uh, Tekken's dope. We're pretty dope. Johnny, for all the <laughs> shit we give you, you're pretty good. 
know, you, you've made it 138 episodes, quite frankly. That's, uh, you know, for somebody who doesn't know shit about shit, you, you, you hide it well from time to time. <laughs> so, well, what's impressive I believe, is... I believe John and I are tied for most appearances on Game That Tune. Are we? Have you ever I missed thought... an episode, John? Yeah, John, you made a whole big thing about it earlier this year because I had a baby and I had to miss two episodes. Oh, yeah. You son I was going to say, what's bitch. impressive, Johnny basically runs the show, so he's been here for all episodes that we've had. <laughs> yeah. So he's basically choosing 138 games, which I would not have expected him to do. Right. Uh, it's impressive. Uh, There's yeah. only so many Sonic games. Right. <laughs> Less than 138. If memory serves. And I know I've selected a Sonic game before, so... Did did David just say choosing? Probably. (laughs) You want to start something, Johnny? What's up? Uh, um, Yeah, man, it's... uh, it's been a great year on Game That Tune. If we can get reflective for a moment before going to the calculating computer, I've really had a great time this year. Uh, in spite of, uh, you know, the failures of August Absurdity and then the failures of uh, PlayStation 2 Night and the failures of fathering a child and missing two episodes um <laughs> it's been a great year defined by my failures. failures of fathering a child yeah you know it, i really only think of him as the thing that made me miss two episodes of game that tune he's a <laughs> fine fine boy but he's uh, <laughs> only seven months old so i've got a little built-in resentment for the time being um daddy i have a question what is it <laughs> disappointment yeah what is it interrupter of podcasts uh <laughs> But yeah, it's been a it's been a lot of fun, man. It's been a you know we're nearing our third anniversary, and uh, this year's been a blast. And I really appreciate you guys. Uh, and I'm even talking to Dell, even though it's your first appearance. You have uh, <laughs> contributed more to this show than you know, because I think some of our best discussions are when we are trying to figure out what the hell you asked us to look into. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if it weren't for Dell, I would never have heard of Bumpy Trot. So I am very happy to have all you guys on the show. It's been a good year. Which, um, side note, Bumpy Trot, I believe, is responsible for one of my all-time favorite Game That Tune quotes from um, John Regan. I believe it goes, <clears throat> if you think about it, I, I believe all games have some elements of fucking to them. Yes. I, I, it's right. It, it has staying power because it's 100% correct. Yeah, no, Johnny, you know, we need to you know, really sign some nicknames. And Speaker of Truths. Is uh, definitely one of Johnny's uh, Johnny's titles around here. Um, when he inevitably loses his game that tune absurd king crown, oh, he should coming. remain the speaker of truth. It's coming so fucking hard. Yeah. Read it, <laughs> run from it. Yeah, Johnny's absurd crown. God, it's, John, uh, I say those exact same phrases in the bedroom like all the time. Yeah, I know, man. We all do run the Thanos daddy thing, John. It's not unique to you. <laughs> I was just going to say, Johnny should absolutely have the title of um, Speaker of Truths, and John should absolutely have the title of Thanos of Game That Tune. Oh, yes. the uh, mm. That's that's Johnny through and through. He's definitely so Thanos. You know, look at him in his no, pink I was talking Sonic about you. No, no, you're no, John, John, yeah, you're Thanos. Woo, okay, good. I was like, you know, this is really generous of you to call Johnny Thanos. <laughs> now Johnny is speaker of truths. John Harrington is Thanos of Game That Tune. I accept that. I do. Um, that's fine by me. As I am destined to fail. <laughs> so uh, all that and more next year on Game That Tune Endgame. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be fantastic. 
Uh, we're rounding the corner into 2019. We're rounding the corner, you know, not just to our third anniversary, but more importantly to our 700th game anniversary. Uh, Whoa, that's oh, coming shit. up very soon. And yeah, it's going to be a great year. So Johnny, hit the calculating computer, man. Calculating computer activated. Computers. Beeps. Space. Boops. Scoring complete. This game's winner is... John Harrington. Hell yeah, guys. It was a four-way tie, and we did not prepare a lightning round. <laughs> so, what a way to close out with a randomly selected Johnny victory, you know, or Johnny randomly selecting my victory to close out the year. We really should have planned this 138th episode spectacular just a little bit better, but, uh, yeah, let's game that tune, class. Two sweetest words in the English language. Default. Default. <laughs> Next week's theme, default. Uh, wait, that has no meaning. So, uh, it's been a great game. It's been a great year. And, you know, there's no question that we need to start 2019 with a nice, fresh reset. That again, I didn't prepare a special sound for. Uh, so, Johnny, I'm just hoping that you got one ready. Because uh, we're kicking off 2019 with free play, my man. Uh, oh, no. Is that all you have? <laughs> Game that too. Free play. Hell yeah, motherfucker. All I'm thinking about right now is, is George Lucas slamming his dick in a microwave. <laughs> yes. It's going to be a smashing free play to start the new year. And, uh, yeah, great game tonight, guys. Uh, thanks for playing. Thanks for everybody watching along live with us. We're live every Wednesday night. YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, anywhere you want to watch us. Come find us there. Slash Game That Tune. We're there, and we're always having a blast. Uh, join us in our Discord. Chat along with us. Uh, we appreciate having you there. Uh, thanks to everybody listening in podcast form. We're uh, in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts every Wednesday morning. Um, and we appreciate you listening there. Thanks to everybody that uh, checks out patreon.com slash game that tune. It's the home for awesome exclusives. We've got uh, Jesse's new episode of Covered Up featuring Mega Driver, which is a band I literally had never heard of before he made that episode, and I was happy about it. Uh, we might keep doing GTT Gyms at some point in 2019. I don't know. We really, really lost the last quarter of 2018 on that, but I, I would like to bring it back. Uh, we are doing our uh, Patreon-exclusive movie commentaries. We just completed the commentary for Double Dragon. Dog shit movie that that was. Uh, but still, yeah, currently in the rankings, second best video game movie of all time. Uh, so, it should be specified second best out of two movies. Yeah, it's top two of two. Uh, it's, it's really fucking something. And we got more coming. Uh, our next commentary is uh, the one that I personally have been waiting for. I'm sad to burn it off so soon, but it's Street, it's street Fighter. And it's going to be fucking amazing. So uh, you should head to Patreon and we'll let you watch along live with us and put out the commentary for you to listen along at home because we assume that's something that people want. But yeah, you should check out <laughs> patreon.com slash tune. Special thanks to our Patreon super fan tier producers, Alex Messenger, 
uh, Dell, Lance Revere on the show tonight. Uh, Damian Beckles, John Jekyll, you guys are all fantastic. Thank you for your support of the show. Uh, thanks, Dell, for the request and for joining us tonight. It's been a, it's been truly a pleasure. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Dell. Yep. Yeah. We're gonna have to. I, I got nothing interesting some. to say. <laughs> we can, uh, you know, we can easily get Johnny into more of a producer role if you want to slide in as a guest on more episodes in the future. Uh, I've already lined up a guest for next week. No next week we're gonna kidding. have Alex on the show. Well, I'm trying to talk about how great Dell is, and you're just telling everybody that we have a different guest. <laughs> Screw that it's guy. It's super great to have Dell on the show. Yeah, fuck yeah, that guy. It was good. That's why it gave me a better idea. Another guest. Like, <laughs> oh, Johnny, you just, you know, send Dell a fruit basket for his uh, for his troubles here. Um, but, yeah, thank you. Uh, thank you for being on the episode uh, last minute. Thank you for your requests, as always. Uh, Dell put his request in our Discord channel, which you can find the link to on our website, GameThatTune.com. You can email us, GameThatTune at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Twitter at GameThatTune. You can find us individually on Twitter. You can find John Regan on Twitter at JPReganJR. You can find Dell on Twitter at Delete, uh, yeah, Deletion Hikari. Yeah. I can't even talk tonight. That's fine. <laughs> uh, you can find David <laughs> Fleming on Twitter at... DFD Fleming. And you can find yours truly, me, John Harrington, on Twitter at jgangsta187. So uh, thanks again, guys, for listening. It's been a great year, great 2018. And uh, we managed to close out 2018 with a fighting games episode without bringing up Super Smash Brothers somehow. Uh, so I gotta send us home with a fantastic, fantastic mix of a classic song. It's the ultimate Midna's Lament from Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Peace out, 2018.
Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle is copyright 2018 Arc System Works Company Limited. Street Fighter is copyright 1987 Capcom Company Limited. The Bouncer is copyright 2000 Squaresoft Company Limited. Tekken 4 is copyright 2001 Namco Limited. We're good. Yeah, so I, uh, <laughs> I placed a warning in our Discord chat that this song features a very abrupt ending. No, it doesn't, David, because they're listening in podcast form and it sounds fucking fantastic. <laughs> I'm not the one who's doing the editing. So. Oh, no. The <laughs> It's the ultimate midless. Oh, no, I botched it! <laughs> <laughs> it's. Anyway, uh, no, nah, man, it was uh, it was a good a good game tonight, good show. So, uh, yeah, man, I hope Jesse feels better. And uh, yeah, yeah, you know, because we're not trying to replace Jesse every week. We're trying to replace Johnny. So <laughs> <laughs> that's the secret. <laughs> we need guests, not you know. But Johnny's the one that should miss the show. So See, Johnny, uh, go to the- Taco Bell and eat <laughs> something really gross. <laughs> but you repeat yourself. Yeah. Go, actually, go to Taco Bell, get something, save it for a week. Eat it right before, <laughs> eat it right before next week's show. Put it behind the radiator. Damn it, Johnny. <laughs> Where were you keeping that crunch wrap? Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> just like a moment alone with the crunch wrap. 